sirens went off, but it it hit so fast. You, I mean, you didn't really have that much time, you know. It was so loud, so loud. Trees are falling, houses falling, and it was like a war zone. It's not just me. It's everybody's gonna have to start over. Some can rebuild, some can't, you know. It's just unimaginable. We need help. Welcome back to another episode of On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse, where we take you to the front lines and behind the scenes of our work around the world. I'm your host, Christy Graham, and what you just heard was a Western Kentucky resident, Marty Janes, recounting the horrific night of December 10th, 2021, just hours after a deadly tornado ripped through his hometown. The next morning, the rest of the world woke up to see news reports of death counts, destroyed homes, and entire communities that would never be the same. To help meet emergency needs, Samaritan's Purse deployed our U.S. disaster relief teams the very next morning, just hours after the storm. We mobilized our equipment and more than 2,000 volunteers to help people salvage personal belongings, clean up downed trees, and tarp damaged roofs. Uh, My husband Edward was among many of the volunteers that actually worked on Christmas Day. They wanted to show this community that they were seen and loved, even on a holiday, in the middle of a storm. Since the storm hit, we served more than 600 families. And more importantly, we've had the privilege of witnessing 75 men and women come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. As the months have gone by, other disasters have dominated the headlines. And although the news cycles have since moved on from Mayfield, Samaritan's Purse has not. We are committed to helping Kentucky families who've lost so much. Samaritan's Purse is rebuilding homes from the ground up, installing underground storm shelters, and helping families repair their damaged homes. On today's episode, we're taking you straight to Mayfield, one of the impacted communities in western Kentucky where we are hard at work. Stephen, one of our podcast correspondents, had the chance to spend time in Kentucky and see the progress firsthand, and I'm excited for you to meet some of the families that we're helping. First, I want you to hear from Amy and her teenage son, Nicholas. Uh, We was in December 10th tornado, and uh, we lost everything. And me and my youngest son, which is 14, was over here when it happened. Okay. So, what was that like? Can you tell me about when the tornado came through here? What that was like for you? Uh, well, it was terrifying. Yeah. Uh, because me and my youngest son was in the kitchen pantry and we got slung out. Are you serious? And um, the the wind. Yeah. Sucked it, you out of the house. Well, uh, they said uh, we was like in the middle of the tornado that it came right through here. So, Nicholas, what was that experience like getting? thrown around literally by a tornado that night you know you uh you like see it like on tv and all that and like when you're and you like you think it's totally different but when you're inside of it that's you never wanna that's some that's an experience that just you you lose words (laughs) you just can't explain it's that bad it's terrifying yeah yeah, it felt like he was like maybe in a sandstorm, like sand, dirt, glass. I mean, we was digging glass out of us for two weeks. Really? Mm-hmm. Nicholas, how have you been feeling since that night? Uh, do you have any dreams about the night, or do you have any fear, or are you doing okay? Uh, I, I, I still 
I'm still very like I, I have PTSD a lot of by a lot of things. Yeah. No. I was never really like scared of like the dark, but like after the night when you're getting rained on and like you just go outside, it's heavy raining, and I when I and I'm not like saying this like over exaggerating, but yeah, it's just completely black. You can't see nothing, and <sighs> it's just still yeah, it's just hard to think of something that is gonna be be very hard to forget. For sure. Amy, what's been just the most difficult part of this entire experience for you? What's been the biggest challenge you've had to overcome? Watching my kids. Because mm. we don't, you know, we didn't have a home. Hearing Amy's story just broke my heart. Uh, they're so thankful to be alive, but devastated by the impact of the storm that will forever be with them. She shared with Stephen that as a single mom, she'd been working hard for years to be in a position to own her own home. She had just paid off her house less than six months before it was destroyed. And in just a matter of minutes, their lives were completely changed. The story is tragic, but thankfully, by the grace of God, they're alive and starting to rebuild. You'll hear more from her later in the episode, but next I want you to meet Tom Woodward. Samaritan's Purse is building a brand new home for Tom. He lost everything to the deadly tornadoes. And when we got a chance to talk with him on the phone, I was just encouraged by his positive attitude and his faith in Christ. He has been out every day to help and encourage the staff and volunteers on the rebuild team. I was impacted by his thankful and cheerful attitude and enjoyed talking to him about the rebuild process. After losing everything, he has so much hope and gratitude because of his faith in Jesus. You know, you mentioned the storm. Can you can you talk me through that again? You know, we all watched just in horror just as the storm hit Kentucky on December 10th, you know, right before Christmas. I mean, there's never a good time, but that was just awful, and it broke all our hearts. Can you talk to me about that night and how that storm impacted you personally? Well, it was what, December the 10th, I think it was, at that night, and, and I was sitting there watching the weather like everybody else, and uh, my son called me about 8.30, around that time and said, are you going to stay there? Are you going to come over here with us? One of their neighbors had a actual basement and a, a shelter built. Mm. I said, well, I, I think I'll just stay here. He said, well, that's the wrong answer. He said, I want you to get in your truck and go to Paducah. And at 11 o'clock, I hadn't heard from you. So I came back home, go out here to the property. I couldn't get to the property for all the power lines and poles and trees down. But I could get close enough to tell that there was no more home. And everything was just all over the field, everywhere. So that night at 11.30, I discovered I had what I had on my back. And that's mm-hmm. all I had. But it started going up, up, up. Kept going and getting better and better and better. And God turned a used mobile home that needed a lot of work on it into a two-bedroom home. And in the process, I've met all these volunteers that come through. And I know other people can build homes, but they can't build them with love like this has been built. Hmm. One young lady wrote scriptures over the doors, over the windows. Just, just bless my heart and bless my life. And someday I hope that I can give back 
I'm so thankful for your son and just his urgency for you to get out of there, you know, and, and to come for to safety. And I'm so thankful that you were spared, you know, your life. But yeah, what a heartbreak to just watch every all your earthly possessions be shattered and torn to shreds. But I love the way that you are clinging to hope and you're looking to God and and seeing the the joy in you know the the beauty out of the ashes. And and I've heard, you know, from many of the staff that that you're out there with the teams almost daily, you know, on this rebuild. Talk to me about what it's been like to work with Samaritan's Purse and to spend time with the volunteers and what it's like to build a home together. Well, it's like uh, you get four or five people come in here Monday morning and they all give you a blessing. And hmm. then, lo and behold, Friday afternoon, they take off. But when <laughs> that hole comes vacant, then Monday morning, here comes five more. Hmm. And it's just, it's like you just keep getting blessings and blessings. And I hope, if if that's what God spared me for, I hope I can share Samaritan's Purse and, and the reason for Samaritan's Purse with more people in Mayfield. I hope that I can use some of my experiences, even my pictures that I've been taking, to say, you, you may not believe in God now, but if you've been in my shoes, you would know. You don't have to believe. You know there's a God. He loves you. That is incredible. Well, you are just a, a light and encouragement. And, you know, just as you were talking, I thought about, you know, Ephesians 3.20 that says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly, beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory to the church in Jesus Christ, to all generations forever. You know, as as you, you mentioned, you know, you're just so grateful for this new home and you're looking forward to sharing what you're currently living in with someone else. You know, you're already looking to, you know, God has blessed you beyond what you could have asked or imagined. Um, and you're seeing, you know, the the good come out of this storm, which there has been a lot of heartache and a lot of, you know, horrible things, but you're seeing, you're choosing to see the joy and see the good. Um, so I guess just, you know, as you're waiting on this home, you know, I think God is in the waiting what is he teaching you, and, and what is your prayer for this home, you know, as you're looking forward to moving in in a couple months? That this home will always be open and always be shared. I've told everybody I've, I've tried to each week, hmm. this is our home. If you ever come back through here, please come in. Stay hmm. as long as you want. Like, our family just keeps growing and growing and growing. <laughs> and uh, I really... I don't want it to come to an end. Yeah. <laughs> it's so many blessings. So maybe I can help other people. It's it's not my cup runneth over. I've just got cups and cups and cups <laughs> and they're all running over. I I just I I don't even know how to describe all the blessings that I have received. Mm-hmm. Financially, clothing, food, just love, all these people coming here and building a home. I don't know how you can beat that. I feel like you probably understand scripture deeper than most of us. You know, I just think of as you were talking, you know, that, you know, do not be anxious, you know, do not worry. The the Lord takes care of, you know, the birds. And so he'll take care of you. And you've seen his provision through this storm. You know, you you hate that you've lost things, but I, I'm thankful that you're you're choosing to see what God's, how he's been with you in this. Tom constantly points to God and says his cup overfloweth. He's quoting Psalm 23, saying, which says, You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. 
Uh, Rather than dwelling on what he's lost, he's praising the Lord for what he has and seeing how God is making his cup overflow. As Tom said, every week, new volunteers come from all over the country to serve at his house. They're working hard to complete the brand new home so that they can hand him some keys and move him in. He said that he wishes he knew every single volunteer by name, but he'll never forget their impact. Tom gave Stephen a tour of the home as volunteers worked around them. Um, So Tom, can you tell me where we're standing right now? We're standing in the guest bedroom, I believe. And this is the guest bedroom that you said your granddaughter may be staying in. Uh, Well, when she visits, she'll be here. She'll have her own bedroom, hopefully. And you're saying that's the, the part of the house that you're the most excited for, is that right? Well, yes, sir. That and then that safe room over there, which it's good if you have to use it, but hopefully we don't have to use it again. So. That's right. And I'm seeing a lot of open walls. There's people with ladders and pouring cement and all kinds of stuff. Uh, who are these folks and what are they doing today? Well, most of them, I think, are from Pennsylvania. They work with uh, volunteer for Samaritan's Purse, and we're putting the, uh, I think we're putting the uh, cement top on the safe room which is taking a lot of work right now. And then everybody's, everybody's doing a different job, trying to get everything going here. But this is gonna be really, really nice. It's gonna be a great place to live. It's a large space, yes it is. So do you know larger how... than the one I had over in the mobile home. <laughs> so everything I had there, this is 10 times better over here. It's great, it's great. And let's take a walk through here. The men and women who volunteer with Samaritan's Purse are extraordinary. Every time I get the privilege to meet our incredible volunteers, I'm challenged and overwhelmed by their hearts to serve. Samaritan's Purse could not do what we do without volunteers all throughout the ministry. And within North America Ministries, you probably think of volunteers working after disaster responses. And that is definitely a huge part of it. But volunteers also help families recover long-term. Tom shared with me that he has had volunteers from all over the country working on his home. They have come in from Colorado, California, Pennsylvania, and so many other states. They do physical labor of rebuilding his home, but they also have a ministry of presence. They laugh, cry, pray with, and write scriptures on the studs of his house, and Tom considers them family now. The volunteers serve the Lord and they live out scripture. And I love this reminder and challenge from Philippians 2, 1 through 4. It says, If then there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, make my joy complete by thinking the same way, having the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, consider others more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Our volunteers are truly looking out for the interests of others as they work and serve in Jesus' name. They give of their time and talents to serve the families in need, and I love hearing them explain their motivation behind it all. Tina, one of our volunteers, shared why she has gotten involved with the Rebuild Project and why it's worth it. Well, you know what, I stop and think, um, what would happen if nobody came forward to help anybody? Uh, People would be plumb out of luck. But um, 
just to help this man. I mean, I would appreciate it if somebody would help me if something like this happened to me in my life. And so we really can be the hands and feet of Jesus by coming here and loving on this man and helping him um, rebuild his life. Mm. Uh, and what's your motivation personally? Well, the Bible says we are to love one another as Jesus loves us, and, and he loves me tremendously. So it's the very least I can do to help my fellow man um, when he's got a problem. And this is just a great opportunity. I'm here all week, and um, I think as a, collectively we're making an impact. We're, we're making a difference in this man's life, and, and that just warms my heart. Like Tina said, our volunteers are showing God's love in a tangible way. And we aren't just rebuilding homes. We are also meeting other needs in the community, such as major repair projects, storm shelter installations, and providing brand new furniture for families who need it. Suzanne, our office manager in Kentucky, shared more about the furniture replacement side of the program. I am the office manager at, uh, at the Western Kentucky Rebuild site. And um, I just try to make sure things run smoothly and people get blessed and, um, and ministered to. I have numerous people who walk into my office on a daily basis. Some just need to tell their story. And, you know, I get the opportunity to pray with multiple people that are just hurting uh, because of what they've gone through. Um, so I, I do get to minister a great deal, and it is a great blessing and a joy to me. Um, and I also get the great honor when someone is approved for a new house or furniture or whatever, I get the honor of giving them a call to let them know. So that is a great joy and I've cried with many people. <laughs> That's amazing. And today's a special day. Um, we're standing here in a warehouse right now. Can you tell me why today is special? Today is special because we have three uh, families who have been approved for furniture delivery for whatever reason their um, furniture got uh, destroyed in the tornado and so they have applied for furniture assistance Samaritan's Purse has uh, chosen to try to help at least 400 families in the Western Kentucky area with uh, furniture um, sometimes that's going to be with the house rebuild and we're going to put furniture in there. Um, and sometimes that's going to be just people who lost furniture, but they're, they have a place to live. So today we are going to be delivering some master bedrooms and some um, secondary bedrooms for children. And then we have a couple of dining room sets that we will be delivering as well. I love the way that Suzanne uh, calls each family personally to cry and celebrate as they receive the news of their new gift. Samaritan's Purse will be helping 400 families with furniture replacement. And on this special day that Suzanne mentioned, Amy and her son Nicholas, who we heard from earlier in the episode, they were one of the families that received all new furniture. Stephen was there as they received their bedroom set and other furniture for their new home. They were truly overcome with emotion. And another person who received furniture is a single mom. She works every night at a factory to support her family. She had just returned from her night shift. She was exhausted and depleted, yet overwhelmed with gratitude for her new furniture. How's it look? 
Perfect. Does it look okay? Yes. Good. Yeah. All right, can perfect. you explain to me what, what we put in here today? You put in a white queen bedroom suit, and it is beautiful. Awesome. Awesome. Were you happy with it? Is it okay? Oh, I was really happy. I'm just sleepy, but I I'm happy. You worked all night. You worked yeah. all night. Hopefully now you can rest on your new bed and, mm. and get a good day's sleep. Yes. <laughs> From building new houses to providing all new furniture, the Samaritan's Purse Rebuild Project is changing lives and reminding the families of Western Kentucky that God has not forgotten them. I love seeing the progress that has already been made while also looking forward to what's to come. One of the unique things that we are building is a new subdivision. The goal is to build about 50 homes in Mayfield, creating a new neighborhood. And even as I record this, Samaritan's Purse staff is clearing about 60 acres of land. This will be the future site of dozens of homes. Stephen was able to hop on a bulldozer with Sid, one of our team members, to hear about this unique project. They chatted while taking down trees and clearing brush and excavating the area. Sid, for people who want to get involved with what Samaritan's Purse is doing here in Western Kentucky, what would your encouragement to them be? Get in the truck. Yeah. If you don't get in the truck, you can't you can't serve. You got to get in the truck and you got to go. You got you got to take that step. If you don't take that step, you'll ne you will miss out. You will absolutely miss out on a blessing. So Sid, right now we're pulling up to some tree line here, and there it goes. Now I'm gonna back up. Now you gotta hang on a little bit. Now Sid, you said we already have about 12 families that are approved to have new homes yeah. on this plot of land. Out here, in this, right? out here in this already, 12. Wow. And they're so excited. You ought, to, you ought to see the expression on their face when Suzanne calls them and tells them that they've been approved for a home. Mm. They just, it's, it's overjoyed, you I'm know? I'm sure. Yeah. While new homes, beautiful furniture, and even the construction of an entire subdivision are all incredible, it's really about so much more than that. Samaritan's Purse wants to show the love of Jesus to the community. God hasn't forgotten these families, and we have been working with a local church to make sure everyone impacted can be connected to a local church of believers. Brad Morris, the pastor of First Assembly of God in Mayfield. This is the church that, that is hosting our volunteer teams and staff on the ground. He shared with us how he's seen this tragedy soften people's hearts to hear the gospel. We, we have witnessed... Uh people coming back to church. They, they didn't have anything to do with the church. They didn't want anything to do with the church. They had their own life and they pretty much like, I don't, I don't need church, I don't need Jesus, I'm, I'm doing okay myself. And a lot of people had completely burned that bridge and they were going their own way. When the, when the disaster happened, they looked out, they, they crawled out of that rubble and found that it was the church that was running to them. And it reestablished a place of ministry that was not there. It, 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 for many people, it had completely disappeared. Their openness to the church was gone. And uh, I hate to say that, but it, it's just the way it was. But th even through disaster, um, the people have, have now become receptive again to the Word of God and to the love of God's people. And, you know, it, it's, um, that's a huge thing for us here. And this is why we always partner with the local church. As Brad said, out of the rubble, we want people to remember the church running to them. 
Long after the storm, we want communities to see that it was God's people who loved and cared for them in their time of need. And that is what Samaritan's Purse is based off of, the Good Samaritan in Luke 10. We're working with the local church to be like the Good Samaritan, to help those that are hurting and offer hope. In Luke 10, it says that the Samaritan was on a journey, and he came upon a man who was beaten and left for dead. Uh, A religious priest and Levite had already walked by, but a Samaritan stopped and had compassion. He went to him, he bandaged his wounds, and he put him on his donkey to take care of him. Uh, But he went beyond that. He went a step further, and he gave the innkeeper money, and he told him to take care of him until he was able to come back and that he would reimburse him for whatever was spent. He was truly committed to his full recovery and healing. And this is what we want to do. Partner with the local church, people that will that live there and will be there long after Samaritan's Purse is gone. We want the community to know that God loves them, He sees them, and He is with them. And as our long-term work continues in Western Kentucky, Samaritan's Purse is also responding on the other side of the state to the most recent flooding. A few weeks ago, more than 30 people were killed as rising floodwaters took communities by surprise. Uh, It's devastating, but but it's heartbreaking because a similar flood hit the same area just a year ago. Samaritan's Purse had actually been rebuilding homes in the counties, and now these families are hit by another storm. Samaritan's Purse currently has disaster response volunteers working in Breathitt County and Floyd County. They're helping communities mud out flooded homes and start to recover. The Billy Graham Rapid Response Team chaplains are also working alongside our volunteers to minister to them and help the hurting families find hope after the storm. After being hit time and time again, this is so critical. The state of Kentucky has been through so much, and it compounds the trauma that so many of these communities have experienced. If you're interested in getting involved, you can volunteer with us, either in Mayfield to help families like Tom's or at our flood response to get families started in their recovery process. You can learn more at SamaritansPurse.org. Thank you for joining us today.